what's up planet earth this is your boy green eye the solar guy keeping that eye on you you know what i mean we're here with my man donovan kinzer american on energy we're the boys in the house you know what i'm saying how you doing today donovan doing pretty good man. how are you i'm doing good you have a good thanksgiving oh yeah Get, oh, a little, yeah. get your little gobble gobble gone. We ate quite a bit. Yeah, we ate quite a bit. I'm still wanting my turkey sandwiches later. Hey, yeah, two weeks later, we're still going to be having oh, yeah. sandwiches, if you know what I mean. So, so we're here today for another installment of the Educational Spot for Solar. We're going to address some knowledgeable issues. I wouldn't say they're issues, but you're definitely going to gain. Uh, you're definitely going to gain knowledge after this podcast. And every podcast we do every week, installments in the uh, educational solar spot. So, what do we got to bring today? What would you like to know? Everything and everything. Let's pick your brain. Sure. First of all, first of all, let's find out who's Donovan. Where's where, where Donovan Hill from? What's Donovan about? I have a, a quite extensive story, and so uh, most people that know me know that I come from basically the trailer park, right? Uh, my parents weren't very rich. They they tried to you know put together money here and there, and they tried some side hustles here and there. They didn't have very successful side hustles here and there, <laughs> and uh, mostly just lived paycheck to paycheck. And so uh, eventually, my dad had got injured. He got ran over by a front end loader, Ooh. basically slammed to the ground, broke his neck, and broke his back. Ooh. Became unemployed, and my mom had to basically foot that bill for the right. entire family, and right. didn't like doing that too right. much. Um, so she eventually separated from my father, and then me and my dad were homeless. And so uh, you know, it, a lot more happened in between that mix, but obviously, like. Pretty rapidly, a lot of what we knew and loved was just gone, right. you know. Right. And so that that inspired me to not only grow up faster, mm. but it also caused me to go get my first job at Taco Bell when I was 15 years old. I actually had to get a work visa, or not a work visa, but a work permit to go and um, work at Taco Bell that young. Wow. Yeah. So I was there for some time, <laughs> and then I uh, come to find out that I had a separated fifth lumbar on my spine from football. Uh, a kid dove his helmet into my spine at the end of a play. Oh, that's so speared. Yeah. Yeah. I know he how that just tried to take yeah. me out, right? And so... Um, yeah, I was working Taco Bell and then I would just like casually turn and twist here mm. and there. And then I would like feel like, like I'm like blacking out basically. Right. Mm. And so when they did a screening on me, they're like, yeah, you got to separate a fifth lumbar. It's pull on your spinal cord, stuff like that. Right. Um, I didn't even break anything. It was just separated. Right. But, um, that caused me to drop out of football, drop out of basketball, drop out of boxing and basically drop out of my first job at Taco Bell because it was just so much pain and right. it eventually just healed itself over time. And yeah, I started using my brain more often than right, my body. Right. And my dad's same thing. He was, you know, always uh, coaching me to use your brain more than your body and exactly. and think smarter, not harder. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And I know that phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my parents, they were working 14, 15 hour days working construction in Oof. the weather here in Colorado. Rough. And they would work six days a week. And, you know, that's kind of where I was built off of my dad's right, whole right. brain. So. Right. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's, it seems like you had a lot of, a, a lot of, I, I like to call it a lot of setbacks. You know, but you persevered. You're here today. You know, you own your own company and you're doing solar. Yep. So what made you get into solar? Uh, I had a baby on the way. So, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was working my old job making six figures a year and I was training everybody and their brother and I was working at different locations all in Denver. And uh, I just realized I didn't have a lot of time for you. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of time for my family. I knew that my baby that was on the way, I didn't even know I can have a baby at, at the first, uh, mm -hmm. you know, when, when my girlfriend told me she was pregnant. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I was impotent, to be honest. And so I didn't know that I can actually have a child. And then my girlfriend told me that she was pregnant and I was mm -hmm. like, 
you know, shell shocked, right? And I was like, well, all of this has got to change. Like, yeah. none of this is right. Yeah, just right? got real, real quick. Yeah, so I jumped into door knocking and uh, worked for my buddy's company up in Denver. And he was like, well, you're going to start out at square one mm-hmm. and you're going to prove to us that you deserve to be a closer. Mm-hmm. And so I started out door knocking. I had done that prior with uh, a roofing company before here down in Colorado. And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's make it happen. You know, I don't got to get up on the roof now. And right. so all I got to do is just get the appointment. So that makes it a lot easier for me, right? right, right I'm right. good at just talking to people. Nice. And, and so uh, when I when I joined on with their solar company, I started out as a canvasser. And then eventually I worked my way up to become a closer. And then eventually I worked my way up to kind of start training guys and then take them out canvassing. And then I started training them all within our, our training seminars that we'd have every day. Then I started managing each each individual. And I was like, if I'm going to do this for another company, why don't I just do it for myself? Exactly. You know? yeah. And so I, I didn't really have an aspiration to want to start my own solar company, but it just kind of fell into my lap. And, you know, people are like, wow, I'd rather work for you and learn from you than I would anybody else that mm-hmm. is offering a lower red line because there's nobody really training anybody the way they need to be trained. Right. There's not like a mentor or like a coach or anybody that's like, come here, my young green pea, like, let me take you under my right. arm. Right. I, maybe I want to be that person, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, you and I know how hard it is to like train those green peas and to see in the light. Right. right. Um, so, so we want to be able to build that out. Right. So. For for the door knockers out there, how long how long would you say for you it, that would take? It took you to grow from a door knocker to a closer. When when did you fast. know? When did it you was know? very fast. Um, I I think I knew before I was a door knocker to be honest because when I used to sell roofs for Premier. I would go out and I'd have a lot more success getting on the roof and getting those insurance claims mm-hmm. than most guys that were out there. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, how the hell are you getting on this many roofs? Like, if you get on the roof, that's 90% of the job. All you got to do is go up there and find hail damage and you're pretty much guaranteed to get that claim, mm-hmm. right? Is like, if you know how to talk to the person and make it make sense for them, they don't want to handle it. You're there, might as well take care of it. They already let you up on the roof. You already went up there, you know what I mean? Right. And so I already knew that I was a closer because I saw the end result before mm-hmm. I saw the beginning. There wasn't a process. Right. It was just, that's what I want. How do I get there? Reverse engineer and mm-hmm. go do the work, right? Where it's like, I'm not here to let you tell me no. I mean, I'm here to get on your roof. Mm-hmm. I understand you want to tell me no, but that's not, that's not something I want you to give me. Right. Like, you're not giving me the thing that I want. I'm not right. out here to get the no. Right. Like, until I started reversing my psychology and I'm like, okay, I am out here to get the no's. Mm-hmm. And then I started becoming better at my job. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want you to tell me no, because the next person's going to tell me yes. Right. And then you'll tell me yes. Right. Right. Nice. So that's, that's where I started. I don't think it was a time allotment. I think it was just when you're ready, you're ready. Um, some people know they're ready before they know they're ready too. Mm-hmm. you know, so. Okay. Another question. Closer. Versus the knocker. Yes. Which one would you prefer? I prefer the knocker. There's a lot less liability. So if you're what we call as a canvasser is mm-hmm. what it's called. And so when you're knocking doors, if you're a canvasser, I would prefer that because you can make a tremendous amount of money that will be able to separate you financially in five years than mm-hmm. most of your peers. And so being able to be a canvasser and not have to worry about closing a deal, managing a project, have to deal with any of the back end, uh, closing uh, the project or getting the documents right, right, or following right, up right, or, right. you know, going to the site survey and then re-knocking the neighborhood to do that same deal for your same client. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot more responsibility on the project manager, the, the closer side and the way it should be. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's that's why I would prefer having the canvassing job over the closing job. A lot <laughs> gotcha. less responsibility, <laughs> right. a lot more money. Right? Yeah, yeah, more people to talk to, and it's fun. Yeah, and it's, it's actually fun. Yeah, so you can you, be outdoors and enjoy the weather. Right. If you guys, forward. if you guys waking up in the morning, okay, and feel that you have to go out there or not. It's not fun for you. No. You got to make it fun. Suck. It's yeah. going gonna to be very mundane. You're going to hate your life. You're going to be out there. You're not going to have good conversations. Right. You're not going to find happy people that are home. 
Yeah, you you're know. just trudging through it. I gotta get this. I yeah. gotta get this. And, and then at the end my of the day, day, you're gonna hate it more because you're not gonna have success. <laughs> right. You didn't right. feel productive or anything like that. But you got some. I, I guess you got some uh, news or some uh, ideas you want to bring to the table because I got yeah. I got some more questions for you. But I just yeah, want yeah, you yeah. to just open it up. It's all you. No. Yeah. So I'm excited because part of American Owned Energy, what we're really trying to integrate is to be able to reach out to the community mm-hmm. and start giving them a guiding hand. Not only be able to train uh, Greenpeace solar reps or veteran solar reps, but be able to reach out to the veterans because we are a veteran-run company. Right. We want to be able to reach out to them and and eventually establish Volts for Vets. Mm-hmm. And so Volts for Vets is really cool because what we want to do is be able to reach out to all veteran families and say, hey, we want to be able to enter you into this program. And if you're selected, we're going to put solar up on your roof, increase your energy efficiencies of your house and eliminate your electric bill. Right. Be able to put some of that money back in your, your family's pockets. Nice. And we're going to do that for free, right? Because we're going to sit with you just like we're doing now in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And we're going to interview about the entire process and talk about how great of a process it was. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go out and talk to your veteran friends because we want to do business with like, like-minded people. Right. right. Exactly. And so uh, that's going to be working in tandem with Green Eye, the solar guy and the podcast, and then eventually transversing that into a comic book character where we want to go out and teach kids about renewable energy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't give that though. That's too much. Too much. You don't want to blow the surprise, man. No, we got some good stuff with that coming. We talked about it. It's going to be good. We don't want to give too much of that, though. <laughs> no spoiler alerts over here, man. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet, though. But um, moving right along. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I, had, I had to stop you you're on good. that one. I I a, that, that is a baby we need to protect. Yep. Okay. It's gonna, you. you guys are going to love it. It's going to be awesome. Um, so, um, you'd rather be a canvasser yep. rather than a closer because a closer does, does, does a lot of work. There's a lot of tedious and stuff in that, but I don't want to jump into that just yet. Sure. Going back up a couple steps. Okay. And let's go over uh, just briefly. Uh, unless you have anything more to elaborate on 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 this next next subject about uh, what kind of what kind of things that a knocker uh, should look for when he when he's out there canvassing a oh, neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I talked to a lot of my people and trained uh, many people to look for your buyer. Who mm-hmm. is your ideal client? Mm-hmm. Well, who is who's buying solar? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. a year household income, they have decent credit, they probably have like a nine to five job, they probably have more of a career than a job, Mm -hmm. Um, but you just wanna look for people that are paying their taxes, they live in that that middle income world, Mm -hmm. they have a two to 3,000 square foot house, you wanna look for the right neighborhoods, you don't wanna go be selling, you know, bread boxes, you're gonna be selling them four or five panels. You know, you wanna be able to sell them at least 10, 15, 20, 25 panels, Mm -hmm. right? On average, 20 panels with our company, and so the, the way that we go out and we find that client as we think about everybody that we've sold in the past, right? What did they look like? What did they smell like? What did they sound like? What job did they have? Right. How many kids did they have? Right. Right. What did their house even look like? What right. color was it? Was it two story, one story? Right. Did they have a two car garage? What kind of car were they driving, right? All of that information is important because mm-hmm. information is key. Information is king, right? And right. so when you're out there and you're like, I know that you're this person because I've worked with that person before and you guys are like-minded, why don't we do business together, right? right? When you understand that and you are, are be able to find your client, you're not going to go knock on every single person's door. You're going to answer the door and you'll be like, yeah, I know you're not the guy. And then right. you're going to shut the door and you're going to go to the next client. Right. right? And you're going to be like, cool, I need to find my person. Right. But I also want you to understand how to talk to those people. But that's a different training. Yeah. So uh, as far as what they need to look for, they need to look for like toys in the yard. They need to look for basketballs and, and the yard overgrown a little bit because they're too busy.
busy to handle their chores. Right. So you want to look for pain points to mm -hmm. where they're you're able to see that they just may be working a lot. They don't have enough time. They don't have necessarily a lot of money either. Otherwise, they would hide a, a gardener. Mm -hmm. They would hire a gardener. Um, they they would be able to remove their problems in their life with solutions mm -hmm. if they had somebody to provide them with solutions. Right. And so that's all your job is to do is to provide solutions. It's not to sell anybody. It's not to twist their arm into solar. It's not to do anything other than right. provide them with a solution, an option that they may not know about. Right. Right. So you're paying simple. your utility bill and you don't know about this second option that would be able to help you not pay your utility bill. That's why I'm here. Gotcha. You're just next. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's super simple. Super simple. <laughs> you can't be super simple. Um, so not not i don't want to dive in too much into the knocking thing we'll, sure. we'll move a couple of, if you want to bring us back a couple steps it's it's all good because you know it's an education spot for solar exactly um what i wanted to ask uh, about uh also too is uh uh roof space where the roof is you know where the house is setting yeah you know, what, what where is a good what is the ideal spot or let me let me rephrase that what direction the the roof should be facing for the ideal spot for solar? There isn't an ideal spot. And so back in the day, I used to think that only south roofs were the ones that you want to sell. Mm -hmm. It's not true. You mm -hmm. just want to do right by the client. Mm -hmm. If the numbers shake out and it makes sense, your east and west panels are going to be producing less, obviously, than a south-facing wood. But if you're, if you're putting them on the north side of the roof, some states are actually better with north-facing sun. You know, mm -hmm. or not, not north-facing sun, but north-facing panels. Mm -hmm. As far as the sun goes, mm -hmm. you're able to install north-facing panels in like Florida, right? right? But in Colorado, it might make less sense. Right. But if they don't have the roof space and you add that north-facing panel, you can explain it to them throughout the process and say, hey, this panel is not going to produce at 100%, 400 watts, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to produce at this. Mm -hmm. So if that makes sense to you, you're going to be able to offset your energy bill at least to 98%. You know, I mean, it makes sense to me, yes. but the problem with that is you start treading down the line of, I don't know, mm -hmm. you know, possibilities, maybes, uh, perhaps, mm -hmm. right. It's like, you don't know how that panel is going to produce until it is on the roof and producing. Right. And so I don't like to tread on those waters. South facing is always the best. Um, if you have trees that are impeding the shade or whatever, if they're, if they're providing shade and impeding the roof, um, then I like to address those concerns as well. But as far as just a brand new rep goes, just look at your south facing roofs. Use, use a project sunroof with Google and it'll walk you through the neighborhood and you could be like, cool, they have shade, they don't have shade. They have a good facing roof, they don't have a good facing roof. And it'll actually show you how much money they'll be saving predicated on how many sun hours they get. And so that is a useful tool as project sunroof through Google. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Well, let's get in. I guess we can get in the numbers and specs. How do you mean? What I, what I mean by, by, by panels. Mm -hmm. let's, talk, let's talk a little bit about the panels itself. Yeah. Uh, what kind of panels do you use? I only want to offer a premium panel, and I kind of want to make that standard with our company. We use a 400-watt Aptos panel. And so Aptos is a little bit newer. They're in the Silicon Valley area. And so they do have patent leading technology on solar. And the reason why we only off wanna offer a premium panel is because it's gonna last longer over the course of that 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. If you're providing a 25 to 30 year warranty, and you're really only gonna get like 10 to 15 out of that, you're not gonna be very happy, would you? No. Exactly. Right. So if you're offering a less than premium panel, but you're charging a more than premium price, and now you see that your system isn't really producing what it's supposed to be producing. Now you're extra mad, Actually, right? Yes. And yes. so that's, that's where the pain lies is that most people aren't providing energy efficiency offsets unless they're charging more money. They're not providing a premium panel unless they're charging more money and they're not providing a customer experience that's going to be able to withstand that 25 mm -hmm. to 30 year warranty unless they're charging and, and, cost, right. and it's costing more money. Right? right. And so in order for us to relieve that is to make it standard. 
Mm -hmm. You know, we offer a 30 year warranty standard. We offer the premium panel standard. standard yep. We offer, you know, like yeah. we get energy efficiency <laughs> standard. Yeah. And yeah. so we're You get a Lexus that has all the bells and whistles and it's standard. Exactly. Yeah. 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 For nice. a monster price. Right. right. Exactly. Where it's like, not only do you love me because your pockets are super happy, but the system is actually doing what we say it's going to do. Exactly. Right. If I'm going to come in your house and I say, I take care of vets and then I put something on your roof that doesn't take care of a vet, mm -hmm. you're not going to be very happy, nor no. are you going to give me referral business. Exactly. I'm not a salesman. <laughs> I'm a marketer. I want to make you super happy. That way you bring me over and we can barbecue with the boys drink beer grill up some elk steaks right and we can look at your solar and everybody knows that it's a good idea yeah that's why i'm in business that's it's not because i want to sell you something mm -hmm. it's because i want to market to you and your friends that way you could be like i know a guy mm -hmm. his name's donovan he's with the yeah. american energy they're a veteran rank company right he's gonna be giving you a kick-ass system you're yeah. gonna love it watch right. what i can do with my lights <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and so that's just part of it right so yeah so it sounds like it's a whole lot of value in it yes. a whole lot of value in it i don't I don't, I had a, an interview last week with Neil, uh, and same, same thing with him. You guys are pretty much in line with value. I don't hear a lot from either you or him about money, No. you know, price, cost, no. everything like that. Mm -mm. Why is that? Uh, everybody's always about the my almighty dollar, man. Mm -hmm. Um, from what I found in business, just in my short 10 years of, of adult life now, uh, just being able to experience people in business and sales in, in mortgages, in real estate, in whatever, it's always about that almighty dollar. And as mm -hmm. soon as that dollar's gone, so are they. Right. And so that's where I really wanted to start developing those relationships and de develop relationship currencies, what I call it. Mm -hmm. And so being able to reach out to people like you is like, if you're on my boat and this boat sank, mm -hmm. at least we can brainstorm together like, hey, how, can we float on the planks? Like, what can we do to rebuild this boat? Right, you know what I mean? Right. How many fingers can we plug in the holes? Exactly. You know, because there's going to be problems. There's mm -hmm. going to be issues. There's going to be problems when you're going down the sea and all of a sudden you have high tide and you have a storm out of nowhere, right? And you're like, oh shit, well, we're out here in the middle of the ocean <laughs> and I decided to be on this guy's boat. So I'm just going to jump off and start swimming the shore, even though I can't see the shore. <laughs> Good luck with right? that. <laughs> yeah. But that's what most people have that, that analogy there. They have that mindset that mm -hmm. that's what I need to do. Right. It's like the money's gone. And so I just need to jump out. Right. right? Back in. 1960 with Mad Men, as far as marketers go, they, they were there all the time, regardless of what they got paid because they saw the bigger vision. Mm -hmm. They're like, this is where everybody's going to come to when we have the attention. This is mm -hmm. where they're going to come is to us. Right. Right. And so once we have that attention, then we can start building out and then we start creating those relationships, start scaling our company, start building out other visions, be able to include people to have their visions built out where like they want to develop a podcast. They want to be a public speaker or public speaker. So we are able to enable that person by providing that option. Nice. Okay. So that's, that's where you have a lot of value with people as I see what you want and I want you to get there. And in return in the future, I want you to be like, that's the guy that's Donovan. He didn't want anything from me. He just wanted to teach me because in the future he saw the value in me. Okay. Right. Right. It's like, that's more powerful for people when I'm sitting with them and their 10 year old kid mm -hmm. and they're like telling, telling their kid about me. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, that's a big ego stroke for me. Right. Mm -hmm. That's more powerful than money. Right. Like I've made a lot of money over the course of my last 10 years. Right. I've been in sales. I've been in business. I've done it well. I've always been the top producer with Verizon or sleep number or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like, I've always been able to make more money. But the problem is that people don't want to make more relationships. Mm -hmm. They don't want any relationship out of their spouse. And even they may not want that, that relationship. Right. Right. And so that's, that's where it becomes cumbersome. That's where I want to reestablish that with people being a veteran ran company. Military is very much about camaraderie. 
they're always about the people, right? right. It's like right. I'm gonna go into battle, I'm gonna go into war with you. It's not about right. fucking money. Right. It's like you're you're making twenty five, thirty thousand dollars a year just like me, mm-hmm. right? It's like you're an E five, I'm an E six or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we're not making a lot of money, yeah. you know, but we're gonna go put our bodies on the line and our right. lives on the line and our right. families yeah. on the line right. together. Yeah. Because you're my brother, mm-hmm. right? It's like that's who I want to go into battle with, regardless of what happens in the next four, eight, ten, twelve years, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's really where I get choked up. Like just now is when I see the apocalypse in the future. Who who's in my base camp? Who's with me? Mm-hmm. Who's got my back? Who really right. actually cares and loves about loves me? Right? Who cares right. about me? Who loves me? And I, I doesn't have to be predicated on the money. We can go all go out and go help Buffalo together, mm-hmm. right? It's like we don't need any money. We just need to go get a buffalo and then we can trade it for uh, chickens or whatever we want, mm-hmm. right? But we're the buffalo hunter. And so we, we have to come together and we have to figure out how to make that happen. Right. And so that's something that I feel that has been lost on our people and I'm being long drawn out because um, in my book I talk about this. Is like your tribe is what's important. It's not the money, it's not the resources, it's not, it's the people. Mm-hmm. It's like you're the medicine man, I'm the Indian chief, you're the hunter gatherer. We all have our own components of this tribe, mm-hmm. but we all love and care about each other. And at the end of the day, we come together to talk around the campfire yeah. and just love each other, being present with each other. We're not on our phone scrolling Facebook, <laughs> know, right? right? We're not at the dinner table and we're talking about Instagram yeah. and TikTok yeah. and all this other stuff. Right. Like we're talking to each other as people. We want to sit around each other's campfire and we want to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. I don't want to teach you something. I want you to teach me and right. I teach you and we and learn from way, each other. Two-way street. Right? Yeah. And that's a lot more powerful than money. Yeah. And, you know, people will sacrifice their money to come and learn from you when that is yep. a thing. Right? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that is correct. I've, I've been there myself where it's like, I got to have the money. I got to have the money to do yeah. this. If but, then. Right. Exactly. But in, in, in a lot of cases, when people don't, don't understand, it's like, that really don't need money. You don't need really need money to get that. No. All you got to do is just get it. The bigger bigger perspective that I had when I was younger as well is I come from a place of poverty. And so when I cracked six figures the first time, I thought I was in it. I mm-hmm. thought I was like, dude, this is success. Like right. I, I, I've reached it, right? Mm-hmm. Until you realize that six figures really isn't that much money. You're making 10 grand every single month. And you're like, cool, well, I'm paying this. I'm paying insurance. I'm paying, you know, I'm paying yeah. all of this stuff out. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, I'm really still making what I would be making if right. I was working at like right. a just dispensary a, just, or just above even. You know, just, 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 just a little bit above even. Yeah, you're yeah. just, you're, you're doing well. It shows on paper that you're doing better than you are. But right. at the end of the day, like you're in the same boat as your dad. Yeah. Right. You're exactly like, right. him and I are both making four G's a month, you know, great that I'm making 10 on paper, but I'm really only making like four. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's, that's the perspective as well as people don't want to take that in consideration when they start a business, mm-hmm. they, they think that that business $10,000 is theirs. And then they don't realize that you have to pay 37% in taxes right. and 20% here and right. then CPA. That's the case. And you gotta get insurance <laughs> and then you gotta be able to, you know. And so there's there's a lot that goes into it and you don't learn that until you do it, right? right? Yeah. And so that's where most people are like, once I crack six figures, then I'll be able to like lead a, an empire. Mm-hmm. No, and even when you crack seven figures, and even when you crack eight figures, you're still gonna feel like the person that you are mm-hmm. because you haven't figured out how to work yourself financially mm-hmm. to be able to build relationships, be mm-hmm. able to build intimacy, mm-hmm. be able to balance out your plates of life, like your health, like your children, like whatever else that you have going on in your day that's important to mm-hmm. you. Because there's a lot of people who don't feel like those things are important. That's mm-hmm. okay. They'll smoke their cigarettes. They'll eat the bad food. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll not work out. They'll they'll be depressed all day and wake up at noon. Right, they'll do those things, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Is like you're a person, like right. you, you shouldn't be downsized or mitigated or, or talked down to because of those reasons. Mm-hmm. And so, come join our campfire, grab a piece of buffalo, let's have a conversation about it. How do we move you forward? Right, right, exactly. You're gonna care about me when I'm able to have that conversation with you because even your parents didn't have that conversation with you, right? Okay, and so that's that's where I want to be a leader in the future, and that's where I want to be a leader now. 
Mm-hmm. Now going with now going with that, you brought yeah. up some uh, an interesting point uh, that I wanted to ask about uh, is when and that's one of the challenges that you know we have to face when we come into your home and do solar. Yes. So let's say that you're in my home, mm-hmm. okay, and we we just we're talking so we already did the prelims and everything like that and we're sitting here talking yeah and we get to the numbers on you know cost of the system then i'm gonna say well oh i have a you know i gotta i gotta get my roof done yeah you know yeah. I, i'm putting money into to the roof or I'm, I'm i'm marrying off marrying off one of the kids you know i have projects sure i have conditions mm-hmm. so even though that the cost of the system is well within my range you know, well within my range. I, you know, it, it makes sense. Yep. Of course, everything we do in solar makes sense when it comes to that. Trust me, it yep. makes sense. Even when it don't make sense, it makes sense. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> so, um, I have all these projects going on, and it, and it seems like that I'm leaning more towards of what you're talking about. I'm pulling back. I'm, I'm guarding against shelling out more money because I've got to that point to where yeah. it's like I'm making X amount of dollars like you said mm-hmm. but I still notice that I gotta pay this I gotta yes. pay this pay this yeah. oh now solar's coming along now I gotta pay pay that exactly how do we you know how did we bridge that gap and make them come across that bridge with happy thoughts and prepare for a beautiful journey and in, in, in solar and financial freedoms to able to handle those projects and not worry about you know shelling out extra money where it ain't coming from nowhere yeah um that's that's what solar is and that's the beauty of it is when you educate the client about what solar actually is where it's mm-hmm. providing you more with financial relief than it is actually me selling you something mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not selling you a car that's going to be able to be another liability right i'm selling you a relief program that's going to be able to fix your payments per month mm-hmm. so you're not having this roller coaster from right. a utility company where some months it's 220 mm-hmm. some months it's 105 some months it's 270 mm-hmm. some months it's 135 mm-hmm. like you don't have that fluctuation anymore right right so you don't have those increases every single year either you don't have those those utility increases mm-hmm. and so when you look at solar financially it does it when it comes down to numbers if it made sense that it's gonna make sense and you're gonna move forward if it doesn't make sense but you tell me it makes sense something doesn't make sense mm-hmm. does that make sense that makes sense cool <laughs> super simple exactly <laughs> so if it doesn't make sense for you but you tell me it does mm-hmm. and you don't move forward it doesn't make sense right. because you would move forward if it made sense exactly and if I didn't make it make sense or if I didn't show you the value I'm not doing my job Exactly. And so as a project manager, that's another responsibility that you have that a canvasser doesn't. Mm-hmm. As a canvasser, I say, I'm dumb, dumb. I know nothing. I want to bring you less dumb, dumb mm-hmm. over here mm-hmm. in about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you and spouse have time? Right. Yes. If no, then I ask you, cool. When do you and spouse have time? Mm-hmm. Because I'm busy. You're busy. We need to make A and A connect. That way you get to B. Okay. Right. You're A, I'm A. I want to get to B. How do we do that? Right. I'm dumb, dumb. I don't know. Right. But I want to bring you the guy that does know. Right. Okay. Right. right. So I just keep relooping. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't actually say that on the doors, obviously. That's, that's, that's how. That's how. Trust it, me, I know he don't say that on the doors. <laughs> that's that's how simple it needs to be, right? Mm-hmm. My dad's old marine. You're a marine. Might keep it simple, stupid. Right. right? Keep it very, very simple. Mm-hmm. As like people want to like talk about the panels and the inverters and the roof space and how much it's going to take up and the wattage and, right. and is it Aptos or Panasonic or is it you know is it is it Generac or right. is it Tesla? Right? Now there are customers out there that that I've run into that of do course. that do want to know that and it's right. and it, and it, it's good to know to know that stuff. You do, too. but at the same at the same token, when we're talking about a canvasser, you don't need to know that. And the reason I say give your guys less information when they are canvassers is because they're going to go out there excited that mm-hmm. they're going to be able to say that one thing. Mm-hmm. We have Panasonic. He's got <laughs> 
lie because they're Panasonic. No, no. They're not. no, they're not. I promise you, the more information that you give them on the doors, the more they're going to be able to make a concise decision right there and say, I don't need this. Exactly. Okay. And what we want to try to do is mitigate that. Right. We want to show you why you do. Right. You don't get to op you don't get to have the option of not needing mm -hmm. is because what you currently need right now is me and what you have is not me. Right. So when can I bring me over to show you how important we are mm -hmm. and what kind of value we bring you? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. And so when it comes down to the numbers, when I'm talking about the money doesn't matter as much to me, just like it doesn't to Neil, is the reason why is because we put ourselves in a position to where we saw how much money we can make. Mm -hmm. And then we saw how many people left our life once we made that money. Right. Okay. Right. So when you're able to have that perspective, it's an it's another traumatic place because you think once you make all this money, everything's gonna be fairy tales and wonderlust, right? Right. And it's not. And so the perspective is, is that who's around the campfire at the end of the day? Exactly. It doesn't matter that we don't have a buffalo because we can hunt tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So who's around the campfire today? Exactly. And I want my client to feel that same way as I have your back regardless of what happens. We may have some hiccups. It's a construction project. Mm -hmm. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be rainbows. It's not going to be wanderlust. Okay. There may be some hiccups, but I want to be able to have your back throughout this entire process. And the way that we do that is with our customer experience with our five-star fingerless experience where you don't have to lift a finger, right? Right. where I guarantee you what we offer because we're in-house. We, we're not subcontracting out. I don't have any variables at play. Right. So there's many reasons why you should move forward. And let me tell you those reasons. Mm -hmm. When can I stop by five or seven, right? And mm -hmm. so it's, it's a different perspective when you're not talking about the money so much because the money's gonna make sense. Right. I've never sat an appointment and the, the money for solar didn't make sense. What I have found is that solar reps make it make it not make sense. Uh, okay. how's, how's that? They charge Explain. too much. So some reps are in charge of the, the, the price. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so as far as being able to adjust the price, as far as what it's sold at for the per watt, mm -hmm. they're able to adjust that price and make it not make sense for the client. In California, you have some reps that will sell uh, a solar system on one block and that rep will make $2 a watt over somebody that would make say 400 or $500 a watt, mm -hmm. same commission, same system, same everything is wow. they're getting paid almost quadruple mm -hmm. because they know how to um, screw the system essentially, mm -hmm. right. right? And that's where we come in, where we standardize pricing, we standardize what you're getting offered, you know exactly who we are, and so your appraiser can come in and look at your house and say, cool, you got American-owned energy panels up on your roof and this is their, their packet, and we know exactly how much it's gonna increase your house. Here's your $30,000 on your appraisal, congratulations. Mm -hmm. And then you say, well, my neighbor Nancy across the street has solar and she didn't get appraised that. And he says, yeah, they don't have American-owned energy. <laughs> they, have, they have Chinese panels. Right. You have premium panels mm -hmm. that are made in America. Right. That's the difference. And you're like, oh, wow, I'm glad I went with American-owned energy. <laughs> right? And so that's, that's the perspective is that you know what you're getting from us and we have your back. And you have the, those reassurances over and over and over. It's not just words, mm -hmm. right? It's like, we are the professional. When I sit with you, you're going to be like, damn, how long have you been doing this? Right? Five years in solar is a thousand years, right? Right, right? And so when you look at that is if you're in an industry for enough time and you work it enough, you're going to become the expert. It's just, it's just happenstance, right? right? So as a canvasser, if you want to be in the renewable energy field, you have to put in those hours. You exactly. have to learn your information. You have to know the difference between an LG and a Panasonic and a, a you know, uh, an, uh, uh, a wreck, whatever, you know, you want to be able to know the difference between all those panels, but you don't want to necessarily divulge that information right, right away. Right. You want to understand what the client needs. Right. If you, if you need something that's a little bit better, a little bit more long-term, you're going to be here longer. You have hail, 
You know, I'm not gonna give you a polycrystalline or monocrystalline, right? So yes. wh- where's where's it gonna separate you from the other company? Mm-hmm. Like that over there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, y'all can't see that, but it's a. I I I'll do video clips yeah. later. I apologize. <laughs> add some of that because I know. Oh no, you're good. Me, but no, you're you know, good. You're good. This is good I, stuff. I get, I get this, passionate about when people offer way too much. For, this this for is good stuff. This is why. This is why it's a podcast. This is why it's an educational spot for solar because yeah. people need to know. Yeah. People need to. I shouldn't say need all the time. They have to know. Yeah, I mean it's it's a have to because when you look at the industry, there's a lot of the industry that isn't going to be here in the future that is here now. Mm-hmm. The industry right now, as far as solar goes, is very much the wild wild west. Okay, uh, when you look at installers that are hiring on anybody as a dealer, anybody gets a two two red line. Anybody, I don't care who you are. If you have a polo and you tell me you're a solar sales guy and you've done a couple deals. I'm probably gonna offer you a 2-2 red line because I'm an electrician. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to sell solar. Mm-hmm. I'm an electrician. I know mm-hmm. how to install solar. Right. And so there's gonna be a lot of installers, unfortunately, they're gonna have to circumnavigate or overcome the customer experience that they're just not getting right now. The right. customer service aspect is gonna be basically flooding them out. And then you're gonna have reps that are working for those companies and they're like, dude, when is my deal getting installed? It's been 150 days. Oh, my wow. client literally got <laughs> sold in February and it's October. What's going on here? Right. Like I haven't got my back in commission. I've been living on this last $2,000 for the last eight months. When am I going to get the rest of my commission? And they're like, well, we have this coming up and we have that coming up and the insurance deck page got expired and he's going to need a, an auto transfer switch that you didn't include. That's going to be another couple grand, you know, like there's a couple headaches things. Yeah. And the reason why that those headaches happen is because people don't have a button to process. Mm-hmm. They don't have something tidy and seamless and they don't know what's coming. Right. They just have to kind of go into it and say, cool, the rep sold it at this. Let's hope it works. Right. You know, let's let's hope that they did their due diligence and went and looked at the sun score and they looked at the roof shading and they mm-hmm. looked at how many hours they could produce. And and they really like triple checked their work on this proposal before they went and offered 120 percent offset. That's really only producing 70. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're also paying 50 grand for that 10 kilowatt system because they decided to charge you five dollars price per watt when you could have paid four twenty five. Mm-hmm. So why did you pay 75 cents extra price per watt? What did you get that was different? Right. Did you get a better inverter? Did you get a better panel? Better warranty? All they got, all they got was a name. Did you? What, what else did you get? <laughs> exactly. And that name might not be around in right. the future. So right. when you go and reach out as far as a warranty goes, who are you going to call? The company doesn't exist anymore. The exactly. rep doesn't work for the company anymore. Not anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Most of these companies don't even have insurance. <laughs> and so when you look at it, it's a construction project. Right. If something goes AWOL, it's a construction project. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Who's at fault here? <laughs> Who is to blame, actually? Right. Yeah. So, um, in light of that, what what are your what are your main concerns? Because everybody has to have concerns. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, what What are your main concerns in this solar industry? It can be anything. Um, number one, standardizing price. There's no reason why I should walk down a street and one customer has a 10 kilowatt system for 50,000 and the other customer has a 10 kilowatt system for 28,000. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense that the pricing needs to be standardized. Mm-hmm. The industry in general needs to realize that this can't go on forever. Right. We, we can't have reps sometimes making $300 a kilowatt on a system and we have other reps making 2,200 and nothing has changed, right? I've met both of those reps and both of those reps have similar knowledge in the solar industry mm-hmm. and it's not very much, right? okay? And so when I sit down with those reps and they're like, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm selling a lease at 17 cents a watt or I'm selling a lease at 19 cents a watt in California and I'm making $12,000 on a six kilowatt, 
I don't think a lot of people got my meme that I posted the other day from the other guys. Because there was a lot of heart reactions yeah, to that. Yeah, okay? yeah. That's not a heart reaction. Yeah. That's, that's a down, thumbs down. Right. If you're making 12 grand on a six kilowatt system, you should be castrated. Right. Okay? You are so hung doing, out to drive. Yeah. yeah. You are doing a disservice to that client just as much as that utility company, if not more. Okay? Because you're putting them in the financial predicament where that could double their bill, if not quadruple their quadruple, bill. Quadruple, yeah. 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 And they're they're locked in for 25 years there's nothing they can do right so you just screwed them and their entire family for the next two and a half decades mm-hmm. yeah that's right? a serious black eye yes and especially with leases because if they don't happen to pay their system and they're not familiar with a lien on their house mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they go to try to sell their house mm-hmm. and they have a lien on it mm-hmm. guess can't what sell the house. yeah you sell the house no. until that lien is taken care of right right and so there's a lot of reps that just unfortunately don't even know what a lien is right you know they don't even know how a lease really works mm-hmm. they don't really know how a loan actually works mm-hmm. they don't know what amortization is mm-hmm. right and so that's that's the downside of the industry. That's one of my pain points. Um, we have to standardize price. We need to standardize the materials as well. Mm-hmm. It's like it's going to get hard to eventually procure end phase inverters, and it already is. Um, but we want to make sure that the other inverters are just as good. That way, you don't have to go around and try to find end phase. You don't have to go around and try to find Tesla. You don't mm-hmm. have to go around and try to find Generax. You don't have to go around and try to find uh, Panasonic's. You know, you don't have to procure those anywhere and mm-hmm. procure those anywhere. It's like this is what you get. It's a standard. Like, this is what our industry offers. If you don't want this, this is the second best. If you don't want that, this is the third best. Gotcha. You know, um, it's still going to produce, but this is what the pros and cons are. Right. Just like if you go to Dollar General and you buy a toy, it's probably not going to be as good of quality as a KBB toy that's probably 50, 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. There's some quality construction to it. Right. You know, there's some kind of build quality to it. Mm-hmm. And so it may be similar, but it may not. Right. Right. And so that's, that's another pain point in the industry for me. Um, another one is virtual online lead gen. Okay. Wow. Uh, the reason I say that that's a pain point for me is because people are getting so goddamn lazy, man. <laughs> go knock your doors. COVID like, doesn't go, make it any it easier. Doesn't <laughs> make it any easier. Go knock your doors, man. I used to be such an advocate for not knocking doors, and I don't know why. I think wow, it was, really? Yeah. This is the first I've heard of oh, this. Yeah. Enlighten no, me on no, this. No, no, I hate knocking doors at that <laughs> one point in my life, man. And it was bad because I didn't have the correct mentorship. Mm-hmm. I didn't have people that taught me how to do it correctly. Just thrown out there. Just thrown out there. When I went and sold roofs, I was one of the best in the company, not mm-hmm. because I was good at getting on roofs it was because i didn't have another choice right i had to go out there i had to knock doors and i had to get on the roof if yeah. i didn't i didn't get paid right and i still didn't get paid because they didn't pay me my commission <laughs> but that's besides the point right so but that's what i that's what i understood at the time is like if i don't go knock these doors i'm not going to get paid and mm-hmm. so my family's not going to eat and so if my family doesn't eat then i'm not going to be able to survive anywhere right. that i go my right. tribe dies <laughs> you, exactly. you know you can live without a buffalo for a while but eventually you got to go get a buffalo right exactly. and, and so that's that's kind of the perspective that i had is when i when i didn't like knocking doors I had to convince myself that I did so I had to rewire my psychology and I had to start telling myself positive affirmations I started have a, a having a, a morning routine and an evening routine and I knew what I was gonna do the next day and I would commit to that thing you know even if I didn't commit to it full-time mm-hmm. whereas like I'm gonna go knock four four hours I'm gonna knock 80 doors I'm gonna talk to 40 people I'm gonna get 20 people that are super interested and I'm gonna get 10 contacts and I'm gonna, I'm gonna present five of those and sell three or four of them right I knew my numbers mm-hmm. but if I didn't do that I say cool well today kind of sucks I'm feeling in a month mental funk I'm going to go to Loaf and Jug, I'm going to buy some snacks, and I'm going to pack it up and come back tomorrow, yeah, yep, right? Yep. Like, like, like I like to say, circle the wagons. Exactly, circle yeah. the wagons, but you're not. You're, you're telling yourself a bullshit story because tomorrow never comes. Right. And as soon as you start getting into that loophole of, I'm just going to do it tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day, I'm going to come out here, I'm going to knock double the hours, I'm going to knock eight hours, I'm going to talk to 160 people. Right. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Start small. Exactly. Start small. Start with one deal in a month, mm-hmm. right? If you're a new guy, start with one deal. Just crack that code. 
right? Go go get a taste of it. Taste it, mm -hmm. right? Don't eat the whole lollipop. Just right. to give it a couple licks, right? Right? Yeah. You yeah. don't need to bite into it and jack up your teeth. You just need to <laughs> look at it a couple <laughs> Take times. Take your time. Take your time. Yeah. Enjoy it. Like yeah. enjoy the journey. Enjoy getting your teeth kicked in. Right. Right. It's like a lot of my buddies that are on the team, obviously with you in general, uh, with you included, not in general, with you included. <clears throat> I tell my guys that I don't want you to have any more information than I'm currently giving you and I want you to go out and get your teeth kicked in, right? I don't, I, I throw them out to the wolves right. and I say, I know how to rebuild you, but I want you to go out and fend for yourself first. Right. Right. Because if I just turn on virtual leads for you, you're gonna be like, where's my virtual leads at, bro? <laughs> your fucking leads suck, bro. Like these leads aren't qualified, I know, bro. Right? <laughs> right? And you just can't close a, a spring-loaded door mm. because you don't know how to canvas a deal. So if you can't go set an appointment, you can't close an in-home lead. Mm. You can't close a virtual lead, let alone an in-home appointment lead. Mm -hmm. And you got body language on your side, right? Right? You're able to use your hands and be in person right. and smell good and look right. good and and have all these uh, positive effects on your client. But if you can't set the appointment, what makes you think you're going to close a deal? Exactly. You can't even read the proposal. Exactly. Right? You can't even read the appointment card, let exactly. alone the proposal. Exactly. And so that's that's where I say, like, I love canvassers. Because if you're going to go out there and you're going to canvas and you like doing it, shout out to, to Jay Shekel. I think that's how you say his last name, Jay Shekel. One of the best canvassers I've ever met in my life because his positivity didn't keep him from doing his job. Mm. It didn't matter if he went out there and set 20 appointments or it didn't matter if he went out there and made $7,000 in a week. It didn't matter if, you know, he, he went out there in the winter time knocking in the snow in Colorado <laughs> when it's negative blow outside, <laughs> not because he wants to or has to, because he just enjoys it. Like right. he just, that's his job. He didn't let an objection overcome him. He didn't let his seasons get in the way of, of what his overall goal was. Right? right, I think he wants a forerunner or something like that. I, I can't remember. Sorry about that, Jay. Um, but you know, <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. I'm sure he has it already. Yeah. You know what I mean? I haven't talked to him in a while, but I'm sure he has it already um, because he just has that positivity. He can have a gratitude journal where he can look back and be like, "What am I grateful for?" Mm -hmm. And he says, "I'm grateful for tacos." Like, who's not grateful for tacos? Right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and that was something that I took away from him. It's like I can learn from everybody. You know, I want to be that leader. I want to be that voice of reason. I want to be a public speaker. I want to be able to be a coach. You know, I want to hack into your psychology and figure out what makes you work, what makes you tick, right? What doesn't make you tick. And re-engineering re the thought process. Yeah, re-engineering it because there's a lot of people who have unfortunately traumatized psyches, mm -hmm. right? Everybody. I think everybody. everybody has some kind of what I call now dark shadows, mm -hmm. not demons, mm -hmm. right? And that includes the homeowner who's gotten burned over and over by subcontractors. Right. That includes the homeowner who once knew a uh, person in their neighborhood that went solar. Now they have two bills and they're paying $800 a month instead of 400 Okay? Rough. There's a lot of trauma <laughs> induced with that, right? Where it's like, hey, don't go solar. I got screwed over majorly and right, I'm going to be paying for right. this for the next 20 years and I'm trying to dig myself out of this hole now. Yeah, those are the because naysayers. Because you didn't do your job. I, I, those are, I like to call those kind of people naysayers. I don't for like a good those. reason. Yeah. Though, why are they naysayers, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's that's some of the pain points that I have in the industry. I joke around about virtual leads, but I just, you know. <laughs> it's not a joke. He's serious. He's serious. Small plug to, to Prospect Bacon and JD. I love JD. He's hilarious. Plug. Yeah. Nacho, Nacho Libre co costume was ideal. He pulled it off, man. It was beautiful. Nice. Yeah. I got to get pictures of that. We're going to yeah. post it. Yeah. We'll post it. No. <laughs> no, but that's that's what I have. For you, unless you have anything more to add, we no. have plenty of time. No, no, no. I mean, I uh, I appreciate you having actually, me on the podcast. Actually, this. actually, no, we don't have plenty of time. I'm gonna cut it because I want you to come back. Okay. Because there's more there uh, there's more in that brainhousing group that yeah. we need to get out that everybody has to know. 
I almost said need to. <laughs> no, has to know. Solar is a no-brainer, guys. No-brainer. I mean, renewable energy is the best way to go. Keep killing fossil fuels. Look what's happening now. You know, we have global warming, you know, weather changing dra- dramatically all over the planet. Earthquakes happening in places that didn't never have earthquakes before. It's getting ridiculous. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. No, I had to plug those busters. Sorry. <laughs> 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 my bad. My bad. So let's come back again. Let's do yeah. it again. Okay. We'll get you out here again. So before I let you go, let everybody know where they can find us. Sure. Find Donovan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Projectgreenhome.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn here and there, but definitely not Twitter. Um, I might put together a Twitter eventually, but I'm just balancing so much. Trump style. Yeah, you know, I might hop on there with a toupee or something and, <laughs> and make, a, make a character out of it or something. I don't know. You know how my brain works. But, yeah, you guys are welcome to find me wherever. Um, you can feel free to email me also at dkinzer, K-I-N-S as in Sam, E as in Echo, R as in Roger, uh, at projectgreenhome.com. If you really need to reach out uh, and you can't find me on Facebook for whatever reason, um, I'm always there. Uh, yeah, that's that's where you can find me at. Yeah, come to projectgreenhome.com. Let's get some quotes done. Let's get you go to solar. Let's save you, okay, from the power company because it, this it's all value. Yeah, it's all value here. We're not talking about how much we're going to sell you, how much this, how much that. Yeah. Not once that I hear him say how much this. It's all value up in here, right? Yeah. Yep. And we also just a real quick PS. Obviously, is uh, we're going to be working with N22. They, uh, they do veteran suicide awareness. Nice. So there's about 22 veterans that commit suicide every single day. Nice. And so, uh, you know, one of my passion projects with Bolts for Vets is working with them coincidingly uh, out in Las Vegas here to, to basically like reach out to those military families and be able to help with, with some of that stuff. Nice. Cool. Well, thank you for coming in and dropping all this knowledge on you. Even though we're not done with you, I am not done with you yet. <laughs> but catch out Donovan on the next installment of here on the Educational Solar Spot. Uh, it may be next week. It may be tomorrow. We don't know. This dude moves like speed. I'm just letting you know. So catch us next time. This is Green Eye the Solar Guy right here on Anchor FM. And keep that eye green because I'm watching you. Laters. <laughs>